0: G'day, welcome to the Powwow with Wow. I'm Jamie Soward. This is where we catch up with some of the biggest names in rugby league. This week I'm joined by Premiership winner and Newcastle captain, Mitchell Pearce. Well, Mitchell Pearce, I'm going to ask the question straight off that everyone's going to be talking about this week heading into Origin 3. What was your first car? (laughs) (laughs) What was your first car, mate?
1: My well, first
0: car was a little Hyundai.
1: Hi- red yeah, Hyundai, is that how you say it? Red Hyundai, Hyundai. Hyundai. yeah. Little Hyundai, mate. Little red one. Had a bit of, had an exhaust on it too, little exhaust type thing.
0: <laughs> did it have a tape yeah. player or a CD player in it? Uh, I think it did have a CD player, actually. Wow, you are getting old, mate, if you had a CD player back in there. I know, we're old, <laughs> mate, now. Mate... Um, It was quite interesting because we've obviously played together in State of Origin and a lot of talk's been around that, so we'll get that out of the way first. Uh, Origin 2, you missed through injury. Are you fit and ready to go if Freddie calls you for Origin 3?
1: Yeah, I hope so. I've obviously got one more game. Um, Am I ready to go? I'd love to to play. So that's the first part of the question. The second part is there's a game on this weekend and um, you never know what's going to happen. I think that's sort of the way it's been happening over the whole series, so... My um, focus is purely on the Broncos this weekend, but um, it's quite ironic how it sort of worked out. You know, hopefully Nathan Cleary still might be right. Who knows? I'm not too sure what the um, the diagnosis is there, or maybe it has come out. I haven't read it, but um, you know, obviously, and Wade Graham and Jimmy did a, a good job there. So, I'm not too sure which way they're going to go. But my priority is purely on the Broncos because I play my best footy when I'm worrying about the game in
0: hand. Yeah, that's been part of the journey for you, hasn't it, uh, Piercy? I mean, you've been through a lot in terms of one of the youngest guys, if not the youngest, to play 200 games. So you've been around for a while. You've got you know, a dad that played rugby league, one of the famous names in rugby league. You just have to concentrate on your own job. And you speak about that. Newcastle, last time they played, they get walloped uh, by Melbourne in Melbourne. What was the one thing you learnt out of that?
1: Yeah, so we are coming off going into our we were hoping for our seventh straight winner um, going up to Melbourne. The thing that we got out of, out of that as a group was just the concentration we maybe took into the game. Sometimes, as you know, you don't always identify that before the game. You know, the mood was good before the game. The talk was good. But in hindsight, we've been starting really well on teams. The first 20, 30 minutes have been coming out of the blocks really well. Um, talking to players from Melbourne after, they, they knew that and they came at us really hard from the start. And I felt like we just didn't have the right... Application to start the game and and the errors snowboard off that. So it just shows in, in in this game we play. If you you know if your mind's not completely on the job or you for whatever reason um, are just off the mark against a quality side, they can they can they can get the jump on you. And um, for us, what did we take out of that game and um, what we need to take into the back end of the season? It's bunkering everything down, worrying about our own job and, and keeping our focus fully on footy. Not that it was not there, we weren't prepared well, but as a captain's point of view, I thought we were just a little bit off for whatever reason, and
0: it showed. And you get those feelings, don't you? I mean, you have training weeks where you don't drop a footy, and then you get out there and it doesn't work, and then you have other weeks where you drop everything, and you win by 30, but as a captain on game day, or as a leader, sometimes you can get that feeling that we're just not quite where we have been the last month, in terms of performance, and it certainly showed letting in over 30 points. Yeah, and
1: you know, as a positive for us after the game, and that's what you got to take out of games. Um, as bad as our start was, I think they had about seventy possession percent possession of the ball after about thirty minutes of the first half. So, but the positive we took out of it, I thought our defence was really good. They were only up twelve nil at half time, and we, you know, us playing our best footy, we probably would have capitalised on some limited opportunities we got there. Wasn't to the be. We weren't. We weren't clinical on the day. But um, you know, the, the score blew out at the end. But I thought defensively and some you know, goal line D there, we held on. So if it was the one positive to take out of it, it was our defence at the start of the game. But, yeah, it was definitely not good enough. And, yeah, you'll learn from that game. But as a whole, that, that six-week period we played was really impressive as a club. And we've got to recreate that this next you know six weeks going into the back end of the year.
0: When you moved to Newcastle, mate, you obviously a lot was made. You'd been through some troubles, uh, obviously, in and around Sydney. But... When you made captain of Newcastle, a one-team town, they get behind. It's packed every time you play at McDonald Jones Stadium. Run us through that process of. I mean, did you want the job? Did Brownie come to you and sort of ask you to be the captain, or did you approach him? And how did you feel like you'd matured enough into that leadership role?
1: Yeah, I knew when I was leaving the Roosters um, and looking around at a few other clubs, or you know, talking to a few of the other clubs, the attraction to Newcastle was. Um, the rebuild going on there last year and um, the opportunity to, to come up here and push myself in that regard. I think when you go to a club that's established, as you know, you go to a club at the Roosters or Pinala, for instance, which is obviously a, a great, successful club in their own right. You know, you've got older, harder, senior players that are already there that... Um, sometimes you don't have to express yourself in stuff that you want to grow in as much. Yeah. Um, coming to Newcastle, I knew that that was an area that... That was what excited me about that. You know, I was, a, I was a younger squad last year, and I knew that I had to own that responsibility. And that was one of the real things that attracted me to the place. And you know, last year was difficult. I got injured, but I, I learned a lot. Um, the captaincy, Brownie, came to me. They they wanted me to be the skipper. Um, had the support of the players, and I just yeah, I was probably at an age now when I came up last year. And I feel like even this year, I've evolved into it and been even better at it, or tried to evolve again. But uh, I think that. The extra responsibility that I knew I that was there that was there to take, and I felt like I grabbed it with both hands, and it's it helped me um, as a player. I think because that was probably something that I've lacked over the years. I've probably been shied away from that, a bit, bit immature, to be honest with that. And um, I think it has helped me mature coming up here. As far as responsibility and in, in that leadership role.
0: You talk about expressing yourself. Sometimes it's hard when you've got older guys there. I can hear you saying that. The Sharks, a lot of older guys there. You go to Newcastle, they're in a rebuild. But the rebuild's over now, Piercy, isn't it? Because, you know, I did the previews on you guys this year. We spoke at the end of last year doing some previews for NRL.com. You guys are really a premiership threat. You've shown that over the last seven weeks.
1: Yeah, definitely. Like last year, like I said, yeah, obviously the club. We had a really young squad. It was a great bunch of boys. I saw the potential. I knew it was going to turn for us, but um, the club did a great job at recruiting some big players over the off season. And um, as you know, star power wins games. And in such a short period of time, it's such a credit to the club to be able to attract the guys we did in a short period of time. So going into the pre season, I knew with the quality of the team we had and the guys that were already there, the younger boys that were evolving, um, we are going to be. Um, a better team this year and we obviously had our obstacles at the start of the year, but you know, you, we find ourselves after round 15 in a pretty good position, uh, in the premiership. And, um, yeah, I'm just really proud of the club and proud of being a Newcastle night and, and what we've achieved in a small period of time, but it means nothing if you don't finish the job off over this year and, and keep building and, and raising the standards over the next few years.
0: Something that's fascinated me about you, Piercy is, the criticism that you cop. I mean, a New South Wales half, you know, you look at your record, we can we can go in and talk about that, but that's but that's probably a side piece to what I want to ask you. How do you keep I mean you talk about your mature mature going to Newcastle, your maturity levels went up, you're now the captain, you express yourself. How do you deal with that kind of pressure, knowing that every time a New South Wales halves jersey comes up, your name's in there, every time Newcastle lose, your name's there. I've been through it myself, but in terms of a player now with so much social media, how do you deal with that kind of things and not let it get to yourself and then project that onto the team?
1: I think for all players, we all go through, you know, self-belief and and confidence is something that as an athlete, you're constantly um, trying to master, aren't you? I'm sure the the greatest athletes in in any sport all around the world, it's, it's a constant thing about staying in the... It's a constant challenge to stay in the zone and keep your self belief up through through adversity and obstacles and um you know I think you just gotta embrace the challenge, I think. You know, over the years criticism and different things like that can make you doubt yourself at times, no doubt. And it's about hanging around good people, believing in yourself and um, enjoying the challenge. I think you've got to enjoy what we do. I think I look at footy now at this age at you know, in four or five years time when it's all over, you're gonna look back at what a privilege it was and you know the criticism and the raps—it's all part of doing what you love. So you gotta—you gotta change your perspective, I think, and and try and enjoy it. And um, you know, I see with Origin sitting back as a as a as a player at the moment, watching Origin and not playing. It's funny how you can go from a—you know—you look at Brad Fittler going into the the last game. <laughs> everyone was everyone was hammering him and criticising. him. Now they're all coming out and saying sorry. So if you're reading all that too much, your head's not in the right place because. Um, footy and life's all about winning at the end of the day and you've got to focus your, your, your focus on, on competing and winning and you know that normally takes care of itself
0: it does i want to take you back i mean you can keep it as short as you like go into as much detail as you like when you're asked or told that you won't be needed at the roosters what were your first emotions and how did you recover from that? Did you wake up the next day and think okay well i'm I'm a great player I'm going to get another contract, or did it sting knowing that they'd decided to move on
1: no i was it wasn't uh i wasn't didn't doubt myself around it. that's sort of yeah. where the question is I, I didn't doubt myself because um you know, it was more the thing I was... I've spoken about it plenty of times. I don't yeah. really want to go back into it, but I was disappointed with the lack of communication. But yeah. that was one thing, and I've moved on from that. But once I knew the way the club was going, it was it was a bit of excitement in the fact that there was another opportunity that awaited. Yeah. I didn't really probably think that I was going to leave and that that wouldn't be an option. Or you never know anything's a certainty, but it wasn't really something I saw coming. So it was kind of a lot of excitement. And once you get your head around it, I was looking forward to a new challenge. Um, and, you know, at the, in, in, yeah, it's been a blessing in disguise. I had a great time at the Roosters. I learned a hell of a lot. And some of the good footy I'm playing now is a lot of the subconscious knowledge I've learned over the years from all the good coaching at the Roosters, especially Trent Robinson. So, um, But, yeah, it's been a blessing in disguise. I feel like I've played my better footy since I've come up to Newcastle. Yeah, even last year when I was playing the team, as we said, it was a bit, a smaller team and a, and a younger team. Um, I probably had to take more responsibility. I felt like I found some, some better form in a different sort of team and a different circumstance. So, um, as you know, something always. Uh, when a new opportunity comes, sometimes it's the best thing that can happen to you, and I've, I've really enjoyed it, and I'm grateful that I'm up here.
0: Have you related your form to settling off field as well? Like you seem like you've settled down and you're enjoying life a lot more. When you know we talk about halves and they mature later in life, regardless of your age, when you come into first grade, we're seeing Nathan Cleary now. You mean you made your debut at 17, pc But in terms of maturity and then getting the game, it, it takes a while, doesn't it? Because you seem like now you've got the balance that. You may have may have craved for, may not have craved for, but then it brings out the best footy in you.
1: Yeah, I think I think everyone's got obviously, as you know, everyone's got different personalities. You know, like yeah. some guys, I, 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 you know, watching Nathan. I watch Nathan. I think Maddie John said something about the way Nathan Cleary plays. Nathan's a extremely composed guy and looks. He doesn't stretch himself too thick. He looks you know, cool, he's
0: cool under pressure.
1: He's cool under pressure. And for him, that's probably natural. My personality was probably a little bit more erratic at that age, but. I might have had more, uh, I might have been a bit more of a risk taker and a bit more creative in some areas where Nathan's better at other areas. So his development will come on the back of, um, in one area, and mine probably at the back end I've gone and had to learn more of the other stuff, if you know what I'm saying. So uh, yeah. I think everyone's development comes at different times. And I think also you learn from all your experiences. And, um, I think playing halfback as a 30 year old compared to a 20 year old. If you're more secure in yourself, it's yeah. probably not as much the footy. It's more um, you don't let the little things.
0: You don't let the little things get to you. You know, you don't let one bad article get to you. It could snowball if you start to read that. But I want to take you back to the Roosters, mate, because you talk about what you learnt there under coaches. Um, played in the grand final 2010, then 2013, you win it. What do you say to, to young guys now, like a and Ponga, that you know? I mean, you. you Won a grand final, pretty much, and you, you know, you establish yourself as a halfback. What do you say to those guys that are waiting to get to that next level? You know, that the opportunities don't come around all the time.
1: Yeah, I think, um, yeah, I I think talking to Kalen even this morning after, um, you know, he's probably his first sort of little tiny setback after losing Origin. You know how bad it feels after that. You could see that he was a little bit down. He's a pretty cool personality, but. Yeah, you know, it hurts everyone after after losses, and I think I think the biggest thing, uh, if I was to say anything, it would be just about staying balanced and not riding the highs or the lows too high or too low. I think um, I think that's the key. I think if you are in your approach to your footy and you are staying in control of your preparation, um, yeah, you know, the opportunities like grand finals and, and and the big games come for you on the back of that. So... Um, I think if you if you take everything too you know, if you ride the highs too high and the lows too low, um, you can lose your way a bit. So um I feel like the best footy I've played in the in the year we won the grand final is um it comes off the back of consistency in your approach to your footy and you know, I think if you ride uh for instance the two thousand and ten grand final, if you if you kick yourself down too hard, um, you know, you sort of you can lose a lot of confidence in games like that. So it's about yeah, it's about just staying cool and realising that other opportunities come if you if, you, if you play
0: yourself. It's an important mindset to have because I spoke to Darius Boyd and I've shared this story before. He speaks about in his first year he wins a competition with the Broncos and he thought that they'd just go on and, and make the finals and be back grand final day year after year and then all of a sudden he's at a different club and he goes through it again but then it's been a long time in between drinks. He had to wait another five years so you, you talk about that balance and approach to your footy. But uh, when you go to Newcastle, you get a new coach and you've had Trent Robinson, Brian Smith, Chris Anderson and Freddie uh, for a short period. But Nathan Brown, what's he brought out of you that the other coaches probably didn't get? That you went home one day and you thought, well, that's that's a different approach from Brownie, but uh, he gets me a little bit differently to the other coaches.
1: Well, I don't, I don't think it's a matter of, um, putting one coach on a higher pedestal than the other. No, no, I, mean, I don't mean
0: that. I just mean, like, no, no. you go yeah. to different yeah. coaches. See, like, I had coaches and then Wayne got me and it made me open up my whole line of thinking, like, share the other half of my brain sort of thing. But, yeah. I mean, Nathan browns he's brought out maturity in Mitchell Pierce. He's brought out, you know, back to yeah. your running game, back to your confident self that we hadn't seen for a while. Yeah, yeah.
1: I think what, to talk just about Brownie, I think purely... I think he's taught me a lot about tempo in ball yeah. playing. Brown is yeah. an extremely, extremely good attacking coach and an extremely good halves coach. Um, I think anyone who's had him in that regard—I don't know if he's um, always been, you know, um, right into that sort of stuff as, as a younger coach. But since my experiences with Brown, he's been extremely good with um, slowing my mind down and my tempo with the style of footy I play. Uh, I've always been a fast over the advantage line type player but as soon as i came to newcastle he was constantly um talking to me about slowing my tempo slowing my feet down which for me has helped my vision and it's helped uh, me create more space for other players and um so i think for me at this point in my career that was something that has helped me play and i think that's something that a lot of people are, are commenting on the way i'm playing so i've got to give brownie a lot of credit for that i think the other thing is as well the leadership stuff i spoke about he's a I've had a good relationship with him and he's empowered me. He's you know, he's, he gives our, our he's senior trusted you. A lot of, he gives our senior senior group a lot of trust, like you just said. So I think that's definitely brought more confidence out in me. So yeah, I'm really grateful for the, the relationship I've had with him.
0: Yeah, I had Brownie when he was a younger coach after obviously he had all the rep players O five, O six and then you know, he gets moved on at oh eight and then he goes to England, comes back. I saw him when I was in England actually and he just seemed like he'd needed that time away come back and he's gone through hard times at Newcastle so it's nice to see him uh succeed but I do understand the tempo kinds of things he's always had that knack to be able to talk to halves about relating tempo and I think that comes from being a number 9 as well um this is my favorite question Piercy. what do you say to Caelan Ponger <laughs> like when you're out when you're out there in the game and and you sort of need something I mean what do you what do you say to him uh I think
1: Caelan's he just Kaelin's a real feeler as a player. He's an instinctive player, and um, he he just feels space. He's just got great vision, and he feels space so well. uh, He's also a player that probably likes being told what to do, so um, I think we have a simple structure within our team, uh, but Kaelin, he knows where he wants to be on the field, and he knows his best plays in each situation. So my job for myself and our team is basically just to try and create enough um, create the numbers for him and the opportunities for him to, to do what he does, and we've got a healthy relationship. He doesn't talk a whole lot of footy KP away from footy. He's a pretty cool cat. He doesn't really want to get punished about footy, but um, on the footy on the field, I feel like we've had a good, you know, we've got a good little understanding of each other. But yeah, the main thing for me is just creating not you know, half an opportunity for him and getting the pass out in front of him, and he makes you look good. That's for sure.
0: <laughs> uh, take you back to your NRL debut. NRL debut I beg your pardon, you were seventeen. How were you feeling?
1: Yeah, nervous. I don't, (laughs) yeah, very young. Uh, I can't really remember that far back, to be honest.
0: It was a long time ago.
1: I've got got grey hair now. (laughs) Uh, But, uh, yeah, mate, it's, um, everything came pretty early for me. um, Pretty young. Um, You know, I think uh, at that age, you're not really thinking too much, are you? You're just kind of um, enjoying the moment and, and playing off instinct. But, um, yeah, I think, uh, you know, one regret I probably have, and it's not really a regret, but went into Origin really young and got called into Origin really young, and as great as it was, and, it, you know, I don't regret it as far as an, an experience, but I think when you're that age and you're not emotionally ready for it and you have a few losses, it can sometimes linger some doubt in your head.
0: Well, so, you, well you were 19 when you got called in. Uh, you played game three, so the series was already gone. Uh, then you have a year off, and then it's back in two thousand and ten. So I get that emotional roller coaster that you're talking about. Um, what what piece of advice would Mitchell Pearce give to his seventeen or nineteen year old self before Origin or before even first grade started? After knowing what you know now, yeah,
1: it's a, it's a hard question because what I would say to myself is to think less and enjoy the moment. Yeah, and not worry what other people think as much. I was probably I don't think I was as much like that when I was a kid, but I think footy can sometimes um, bring that insecurity to you when you're a bit younger. And I think when you're that age, uh, like I said earlier about different players and with Nathan Cleary and admiring his temperament, um, some guys may handle that and then they struggle in other areas. For me, uh, it probably made me think a fair bit and and question and and bring a bit of paranoia on. You you start worrying about what people are thinking and, and that type of stuff. And for me... Uh, as an older guy now I would have I would have loved to say just relax and enjoy the moment. It would have taken a bit more anxiety away at times. Yeah. Um so yeah, that's what I would have said. If I was been honest, that's probably what I would have said to myself back then. But at the same time you are who you are and you know, you go through those experiences and it makes you you know, the person you are now, so
0: Yeah, I totally agree. I think that you look back and you think, Oh, I wish I didn't overthink that. I got paranoid about Whatever that person was saying around and you try and pass the message on to young kids now and they're like, Yeah, yeah, no worries and then all of a sudden they get it one day. Um, I wanna talk about what was the what was the one game where you came off and you thought, I'm not gonna be there next week and I may not get back into first grade? Um like the toughest time where you just came off and you know, you knew that the they already had the knives out for you and it doesn't have to be a rep game, by all means. Yeah.
1: I've had a couple of them in rep games. Mate,
0: um, hey, I've had enough time about that. <laughs> I, I ask people every week, and I have to throw in the line that, hey, don't worry, I had plenty. So
1: yeah, I oh, Probably more I'd say, I can't remember one game specific, but to be honest, I'm a sore loser. And there's after a lot of games where you start to, you know, <laughs> the funny thing with footy is you go from, when you win, you feel like Superman. Yes. And there's even times, even at this age still, probably not as much now, but a couple of years ago, there's games and you lose and you're dead set. You think the world's caving in. So I've had heaps of games like that. And I think that's about, you know, when you're a competitor and you're, you'd like to see yourself as a winner, you know, we, we don't like losing, do we? And that's just, I suppose that's what makes footy good, you know. It makes you, gives you that little bit of extra motivation when you're training and ticking all your your, your discipline boxes so that you don't get that feeling when you lose.
0: Yeah, no, I totally get that. I want to ask another question about, I mean, your last name, your dad's one of the toughest forwards to ever play. My dad was a tough forward. Then he turns yeah. out two halfbacks. Yeah how how, yeah. how did that work? I mean, you got all the skill and the toughness as well.
1: Yeah, I, I don't know. I uh, <laughs> I don't know how that works out. I think uh, you know, obviously, Dad had a brilliant career, but um, I've got a good trend of footy players within my family. Actually, from Mum's side and Dad's side, Dad's brothers played, and um a couple of halfbacks in in that sort of pierce DNA or within the, the cousins and uh, and family. You know, so it wasn't just Dad, so maybe I picked up something off one of them, but, um, you know, Dad was a tough player, and I've always tried to, you know, you know, you want to emulate your dad, and that's one quality I've tried to take off him, that's for sure, but I don't think I'll ever be as tough as him.
0: <laughs> I came to the Roosters in 2004 playing Jersey flag, and Ricky Stewart said, if you're anything, if you're as tough as your old man, you're going to be all right. And I went home that night absolutely shitting myself, thinking, oh, my goodness, oh, I'm in trouble here, but anyway, it worked, it worked out. Um Missed opportunities is, is this next question, Pierce. You won so many minor premierships at the Roosters. What was the one year where you thought we gave that away?
1: Yeah. 14 really hurts. Um, yeah. You, I think you pulled our fans down that game
0: against. Um, <laughs> you did, didn't you? Kick the field goal. Yeah, we got. Yeah, I, I was. I, I had no lead into into this question. I just. I mean, I think. <laughs> I think about missed opportunities, and strategic. I was talking to Mark Gasnier and we said 2011, the year after you win it, you feel like you're invincible. You get back to that spot again. So, uh, yeah. go on, 2014. we got you. Yeah, 2014. We, um, I actually scored a try with about
1: six minutes to go. Yes. Uh, in that semi, and then um, you, you came back and got the, the winning field goal. Uh, I thought that year um, we got a really good run. We, I think we won about eight or nine in a row going into that game, and it was on the back of a premiership season um, when we won in 13. Yep. We had to won that game in hindsight. Um, with the week off, I felt like we had a good chance. We were really confident, but you know, obviously we didn't nail that game, and we got knocked out in the major semi against um, South uh, and even in that game, we're up I think 18 nil to start the game, and they just came over the top of us. Uh, we weren't good enough, but if there was one one season where I thought we could have had a crack that year, I thought that was probably one. Uh, but it just shows, you know, footy and it comes down to moments and stepping up in the right moment, and you stole the day that one.
0: <laughs> Mate, you took plenty off me. Don't worry about that. Um- Anzac day, mate. How special is that? The playing because I haven't had a Roosters person or a Dragons person where I've interviewed yet that's played in one as many times as you have. Run us through that feeling when you run out there because it's hard to share, isn't it?
1: Yeah, it's um, for a club game. It's as good as any atmosphere you'll get, and I think um, yeah, as you know, the the atmosphere around town, around the city, around obviously the whole country on that day, it's full of emotion. So. To be able to run out there is, I suppose, um, in, to inspire other people on that day. It's pretty, obviously, a privilege, wasn't it? So, um, yeah, massive, massive, um, massive experience. And there are games you probably miss when you do leave the Roosters, or obviously the Dragons, but they're games you, you do miss. and um, Yeah, they were, they were awesome.
0: We'll finish on this, Piercy. What's the one thing Newcastle need to, to concentrate on in term, if they want to win this premiership? Are you far off the the creme de la creme of this competition?
1: I've got full belief in the group, but there's um, there's some teams at the moment that are uh, certainly setting a benchmark for us. We've got to get consistency week in, week out, uh, which we have managed to do over the last six weeks, but before that, we struggled for five weeks. So I've been around long enough to realise that um, footy can turn real quick for good and bad, and it comes back to... uh, your work ethic and your preparation and we're a really good group that's working really hard but we've got to, you know, this is where it counts now and it's about our application and training and, um, you know, discipline around, um, all those areas that are going to determine how far we can go. You know, I think there's probably some sides that have got a bit more experience maybe in big games than us. Naturally, we're still a younger side as a whole. So, um, you know, the key for us is squeezing everything out of the, the, lemon juice as we can and, um, Yeah, I really believe in the group, and it's exciting to see what's what's to come.
0: All right, mate. Thanks very much for joining us on the podcast. Good luck for the rest of the year. Thanks, mate. Thanks, mate. Cheers. I appreciate that. Thanks for listening. Make sure you jump on, rate, review, and subscribe. We'll be back next week.